Did you know that Can We Be Real's first birthday is coming up in the middle of May? And we wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And also, there's a birthday present that you can give to us, and it's absolutely free. You know that follow button on either Apple or Spotify? 63% of the audience who listens to this podcast have not hit that button yet on either of those platforms. And our goal is to get that down to 50% so that we have at least 50% of our audience who have hit follow on either Apple or Spotify. This helps us move up the charts. It helps us to grow, which means we can invest more money in making this podcast even bigger and better in our second year. So if you can help us reach our goal of 50% of the audience, that's another 13% of you who listen right now, hitting that follow button on Apple or Spotify to help us to continue to grow, that would be the best first birthday present ever. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. be real hello mm, yeah can we be real about how quickly christmas is coming at us yeah how was, are the shops oh god they're starting to get crazy and i was trying to explain this to louis my son the other day when we were at kmart the good people we mm. were visiting the good people of anco and uh louis was shocked by the fact that the christmas trees and all that are out and and by the fact that it was so busy and i said louis christmas is just around the corner he's like Ugh ages away Mm. because from his little tiny perspective it's too far away because he's thinking about the presents that he wants and how far away they are how long it is till he has to wait for them and i was trying to explain to him from a parent's perspective from a grown-up's perspective we're thinking about how many pays away it is right yeah and there was a lady when we were getting our trolleys she was really loaded up trying to get a trolley and i quickly shoved a trolley under her basically so she could just drop everything in her arms under it into it and um I said, see, look at that lady. I said, she, the way we think is how many pays do I have? Every pay I'm going to buy something. Right. And we're trying. What month do you start doing that? Well, look, I'm lucky I've got a small family. I've mm. only got two kids. So is it October, November? Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. I've mm. only got one niece, Edie. Because um, you know there's people that start in like January. Yeah, because people have got big families. Mm. Like the adults in my family, we do um, Secret Santa. So... I don't have a lot of presents to buy, but, you know, it can very easily become huge for people. If you've got three or four kids, if you, you know, I know people who've got 12 nieces and nephews. And Mm. and I always think you want to buy a present for every kid. Do you budget, because you've got twins. Yes. Do you budget 
and make sure that you spend the equal amount on both of them? Or do you, I mean, it'd be hard with a girl and a boy as well because I guess they're, they're <gasps> interested in different things. They're kind of not. They're kind of interested. Although, in the same thing. Actually, they have always been interested in the same thing until probably this year. This is probably the first year. But is there a budget? Like, do you go, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to spend like, you know, like 500 bucks on you and 500 bucks but on also, you? But also, their birthday's in November. So it's a bloody expensive time. And um, my poor mum, her birthday is the 21st of December. So she's always talked about being a kid whose birthday is four days before Christmas and what a drag it was that her whole life everyone was like, that's for your birthday and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And, of course, and she was in a poor family, so it was just shit all the way around. So I've always been really conscious of that and never said to them, that's for your birthday and Christmas. Never mm. done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am conscious every year that, oh, Jesus, it's like a, it's big, you know. And then every year, so it's my kids are the – 20th of November, my sister's the 25th of November, my mum's the 21st of December. Everyone's rooting in March. What's going on? I know, right? Um, Is it March? March, April? Yeah, maybe March or April. My mum's 21st of December. Then there's Christmas. Then my dad was the 13th of February. It was like just this bang, 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 bang. So expensive. Uh, Yeah, so I'm sort of used to budgeting at that time of year. It's expensive time of year. Mm. Um, Now, though, they're teenagers, they want money. Because you can't buy what they want. No, and I wish. I'm like, well, just tell me what you want. They're like, no, I want money. They they like the feel of money in their wallet. Yes. I'll choose what I want to get. I want to go to Supre. Yeah. Or wherever they shop. Where (laughs) where do they shop? Not Supre. Does that exist? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Nan hates it. Of course, Nan's like, I want to give them a present. And I'm like, yeah, but the presents, you want to give them a shit? Yeah, what, and, what would she give them? Oh, God, she's such a tight ass as well. So firstly, she's a tight ass. Secondly, <laughs> she don't, she won't actually physically get them anything. Anything she wants to give anybody, I'm actually getting. Right. She'll say to me, oh, I want to give Edie this thing. which so means work I, for you. That means I have to physically get it, wrap it. Mm. And then hand it to her so she can hand it to the person. Wow. Oh, Christ. So Cash I'm, for grandma. That's what I say. Just give yeah. them cash, please, Nan. 20 bucks. Because normally when she goes, I want to give Edie this thing, I go, righto. So she gives me 20 bucks. I chip in the 80 <laughs> for what the fuck it costs. Oh, my God. It's that time of year. Christmas is coming up. Now, what we wanted to talk about, though, is the Families. day. Yeah. The day. Now, I have a beautiful, beautiful friend whom I won't name every year. We have this same conversation and she's she started early. She started this at least a month ago, dreading the day. Dreading it. Because you love Christmas, right? I do love it. I've always yeah. I've always loved it. Even though we have a small family, I am jealous. I'm particularly jealous of this one girl who works at our Coles who is Italian. She has like they have forty 50 people at there at everything, at Christmas, mm. at Easter. Looking for Ella Brandy style oh, backyard God. gear with the tomatoes everywhere. I love it. Every yeah. year I go to her, when I go through her checkout, I go, how many people are coming for Christmas? She'll yeah. go, oh, I think 45. I think, oh, And great. she's marrying a Greek guy. Mm. Like, it's just huge. Yeah. It's like, and I said to her, God, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm jealous of that. But I come from a small family mm. and now our family is probably smaller than ever. So I miss that. I wish, I wish we were having huge Christmases. When I was a little, little kid, we did have quite big Christmases. But I still love it. I do think if you know cr- Christmas is going to be shit, if there are going to be people there who you don't want to see, don't go. Mm. Like this girlfriend of mine, she jokes. She's joking, but she means it. She's like, oh, I hope it floods. <laughs> like, 
floods. Wow. <laughs> like, I hope there's a disaster that means we can't go. Every time I see her, she'll go. Like, Which like, I guess has happened. Like the Brisbane floods totally. happened. So that would have ruined Christmas our or the bushfires. Our or... neighbourhood floods sometimes but because the stormwater drains get clogged. <laughs> like <laughs> it can happen sometimes, right? Our stormwater drains are really shit. And so, so she's praying for these she, things. Totally. Every year and for the last month, every time I see her, she goes, she brings up Christmas. I'm like, mate, it's September. She brings up Christmas and she goes, oh, I hope it floods or I hope something happens. I hope this happens. I hope that happens because of Christmas. And I go, mate, just don't go. Like, just say no. You hate it so much. Mm. Every year you get – and she's – Is there a particular person for her? Is her it parents. Fa- her it's, parents. It's her parents. Right, both parents. Yeah. So they're still together. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. she's got her own family. She's got her own family. And she's probably got great friends. Oh, she has millions of friends. Right, she is, so why doesn't she build Christmas around that? She could in a heartbeat – and, and you know what? She doesn't even want to. She wants to spend the day with her husband and her kids. Yeah. She's the most beautiful person. Everyone loves her. She she has uh, quite a nervous anxiety problem She and, and it's building up in her right now. This is why she brings it up. She's the kind of person who she probably won't sleep for the month before mm. of worrying, stressing about what they're going to say, what's going to happen. Um, and I guess this is the way she was raised. This is why she has this anxiety problem. Yeah. I mean, there were many years when I was first with my husband when we, we didn't spend Christmas with our families. Mm. And I actually have to give it to his family. They are like that. They That's where I learnt it, to be honest. They just were like, nah, we're not having a family Christmas. We're just doing our own thing. Yep. And I was like, can you do that? I didn't know that. I thought no matter who you hate, everyone's got to get together at Christmas. And even when I was a kid, like friends of my dad's, I remember one Christmas in particular, this bloke just screaming around the corner in his ute, rocking up at our house because he'd had a punch on with his brother at Christmas. It was like... That's not Christmas, is it? Oh, it was when I was growing up. No, but as in, yeah, that doesn't sound totally. like Christmas at all. That's you know, how like, I grew yeah. up, though, was like, even if you think you're going to punch your brother's head in, you yeah. go to Christmas, if you hate these people... Bit of Bundy rum up in Queensland. Totally. It never occurred to me. And, and as I've said to you before, like... Homicide coppers I know say, oh, yeah, this is why there's so many murders at Christmas because people still go, even though they hate each other. Mm. They go, they drink, they fight. So what's your message they for They kill if, each other. If you hate someone... Don't which fucking is, which go. Is, it's, it's, not, it's, it's okay to hate, isn't it? It's okay well, to have it's not, not like... It's not like... If you dislike people Whether it's family, okay or not, it happens. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, we've all... I was going to say we've all got a brother-in-law we hate. No, we don't. We don't. That's not necessarily true. Mm. But a lot of times there's a, someone in your family. You can identify as the problem. Yeah. Right? You can go, that person, when I'm around them, I always walk away less happy. Uh, or so- I'm going to say if, like, my girlfriend, if you're up at night, if, you, if, if you're already dreading that day. Yeah, avoid it. Cut yourself a break and don't go. Or, or travel. Travel's the greatest right? thing. If, you, if your family are tight, what have they got, a family of four? Five. And the family live in Queensland, travel to WA. Oh, you know for, what? The, you know, one like, of the best Christmases we ever had when the kids were little, they were two, I think. We It was a nice day. We mm-hmm. were in Melbourne. We went to the beach. There was a charcoal chicken shop open. We grabbed a chicken and some chips. Yep. And we went to the beach. The kids ran around in the sand. Mm. We just had the most fun, beautiful day. No pressure. Yeah. The pressure we put on ourselves to dress up, drive to someone's house, everyone's mm. nervous, the kids mm. are bored. Mm. Um, 
you, there, there's that person who shits you to death. Someone, then people are drinking. Someone brings up stuff they think is funny. You do not find it funny at all. <laughs> yeah. So they say it three fucking times. Yeah. Then everyone gets tired. Then everyone yeah. eats too much as well. You're tired. Mm. You're so, you just want to lie down and sleep, but you got to do the washing up. I imagine you're not someone who holds back. I so, am, though. This well, is what no, you don't no, understand. If there's someone in the family that's saying something, no, like, in like a they're family, whinging about their life or something, I feel like you're the person that goes... In a family context, no. No. Not at you all. You won't actually just say, no. Kevin... No. It's, you're the problem. No, God, no. <laughs> you won't do that. No, in a family context, I am people-pleasing. I'm trying to wow. clean up. I'm trying to be helpful. I'm trying to... And why is that? Because that is quite interesting, knowing it's the you... the way I was raised. But as in knowing... You're, you're, you are someone that will get in people's faces and say the truth, right? Yes. But why in that scenario, which I imagined for you, and from this podcast, we realised there's parts of your family that you kind of you mm-hmm. know, struggle with every now and then. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just say it to their face? Because I think we're all different in family environments and I think that you, I think most of us... what are you us, wanting if you're keeping it quiet? Like it's not what I'm wanting. I think it's it's a, um, the, the way we've been raised, to use an old-fashioned saying, and I think particularly like when I'm around my mother... Respect um, the elders? Yeah, absolutely. Really? This is the way this... My mother raised me to behave in a certain way and, and that is the way I behave when I'm with my mother. Now, yes, I make her laugh. Mm. Yes, I'm... Rebellious and... Yeah, but in a yep. funny way. Sure. But certainly... Not against her. I keep my manners in mm. check and she raised me to behave in a certain way socially and I'm going to do that and I'm not going to embarrass her. I'm not going to upset her. Um and we're all the same, even though, yeah, I might have conflict with a member of the family. We're certainly not going to let it raise its head in front of mum. Wow. We're not going to upset mum. That's very different. Mom. My brother and I will, will kick off. Oh, really? You know, in, in front, front of, of mum? In front of mum, yeah. And, and mum will be in there. Guys, I can't imagine that you're – I'm picturing you and your sister. Oh, we're not upsetting mum. So one of you must know that they could have some jabs. Oh, no, no, there's brother, no jabs. No, there's no jabs. My brother, I would say, would be smarter than me. Mm. And we'll just say things. Oh, nah. Just to get under my skin. And I'll cop a few. <laughs> and eventually no. I'll just have to say something. No. And then mum's in there trying to calm the whole situation down. No, we all play our roles. You know, What's we the role? our roles are to make mum laugh. It, my brother's the same. My brother makes mum laugh. We, we all just, we're kind of jesters for mum. We just, she's not a demanding person or a grumpy person or anything like that but i don't know that's just how we kind of care for Has her this always been like this yeah always yeah it's not like a, she's getting older let's make sure no. we make it pleasant no mm. no we just it's so much easier now that my dad's not around to be honest he was yeah. hard work but he was yeah fuck yeah was he, he bad was, to your mum no no he took good care of her he was not great with us with me anyway but um no i am glad he's not around but and how does that go down? Like, do you talk to your mum about that? About- she said to me recently, what was I talking? Oh, I was telling her about a girlfriend of mine who who said to me that her dad was not well. And I just said, oh, it was interesting. She said to me, um, I love my dad, but I don't like him. And then like weeks later, mum said to me, you know how you said your friend said she loves her dad, but she doesn't like him? I said, yeah. She said, is that how you felt about your father? And I said, Yeah. And that's all we was ever said. Mm. So, so she's aware. She's very, very aware. Yeah, she's very sharp. 
But my mum, I think but we she all... But also it's painful for her to talk about it, do you think? No, I don't think so. She's very pragmatic and she's very... I think we all take care of mum because she had a terrible childhood. She was orphaned and all that kind of stuff and she's very alone in the world and I think that the three of us are just like... Even though she she's hard work sometimes, we just treat her like she's fragile and just a little orphan and we just like like to make her laugh. Mm. We'd never upset her, never, mm. ever do anything. We'd never fight in front of her. So do you hold back on telling her what it was really like for you with your dad because you yeah. don't want to hurt her? Well, she was there. So if she wants to, let's just leave all of that there. And is that still there for you at Christmas time? No, certainly not. Now, now that he's that passed he's, away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. when he was alive five years ago, six years mm. ago, when you'd go around for Christmas, that was part of- He was of- living in, my, in a granny flat I built from in my backyard. <laughs> so it was all still there, but I was like, well, I'm- a better person, so I'm going to take better care of him than he took of me. Yeah, which you and mainly did. for when, her. When he was when he was dying, yes, you were there for him. And yes. one of the things that you said to me, which is stuck in my mind, because obviously I'm going through uh, a well, not a similar thing, but with my dad, mm. I'm always worried about when he's dying, how I'm going to feel. And you said this great example of. You led by example by showing him this is how you care for people mm. by showing him this is how you care. Mm. In his dying days. Yep, by not being selfish. Yes, and, and and also I just think always just be yourself. You don't have to lower yourself to other people's behaviour, you know. Just mm. because someone else has behaved in a certain way toward you, you don't have to then return the favour. You're still you. You mm. can still live by your own ethics and standards mm. and treat them the way you treat people. And also, and I took care of him because otherwise he had to go into a nursing home and they were going to be separated and they were just right. both so devastated because they'd been together since they were 16. Mm, wow. So the look on their faces, and I was there when the doctor said, okay, well, you have to go into a nursing home and Mary, you can't go because you're really healthy. So you're going to be separated. And mm. they were just devastated. Mm. So I said, okay, okay, I'm going to build you a granny flat in my back garden mm-hmm. and I'm going to stop working and mum and I will take care of you. For someone that was so bad to you. Mm. I just, I did that for her really Mm. because that's who I am. I'm not him. That's how she raised me. And so, yes, that's how we are at Christmas. (laughs) Even though she's annoying, we just like, and Pete, we sit around the table, we make her laugh. Do you go to her place? No, we go to Pete's normally. He's got the most beautiful house that he and his wife, I mean, it's not like a flash mansion, but he and his wife have just made the warmest environment and we all love being there so much. My kids and Edie love hanging out together and it's just the warmest family environment. And um, and his wife's parents are there. They're beautiful people. And, yeah, we just all love spending time together there. It's so interesting that the warm family environment, some people nail it. You walk into their My house, right, and, and you go, Christmas, yes, right? Yep. And then some other houses you walk into and you're like, fucking... Just another is day. Is living here? At Christmas like- is when I was a kid, honestly, when I was a bit older, a teenager, was just another day. And we used to tease mum and go, oh, it must be Christmas. We're eating out of paper plates. Yeah. Like that's what she did at Christmas. <laughs> it was the same fucking five people. Yeah. But we're just eating um, fruit salad out of paper bowls. Mm. And in fact, it was four people because my dad worked. Yeah. He wouldn't even come home for Christmas. Wow. So it was us and mum eating... Um, fruit salad out of fucking paper bowls. Wow. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it was really shit. So what, when you describe like a, a homely home. Their home what, was lovely. Mum's, what, what, what's inside a homely home when you say Pete's house? What, what does it make it? What it's is the it environment. Make, it's like mum's home was always just Pete and Kelly's home is just full of laughter. 
Mm. It's full of laughter. So it's not candles. No, or it's not no. Lamps or paintings. No, no. Right. It's, it's full of laughter. It's full of love. And Pete is a beautiful dad. There's a mum and a dad and a kid in there who laugh and love each other and are just so connected with each other. And when you walk in there, you feel like you're welcomed in there and you're part of it. And it is just a vibe. It's just mm. such a vibe. It's just so fabulous and it's so beautiful to be feel like you're invited in there. It feels like you're lucky to be there. Mm-hmm. You know that when you're invited totally. to someone's home yeah, and you yeah, feel yeah. like, yeah. oh, I feel so lucky. If you don't want to go somewhere for Christmas, don't. You don't have to. It's not the law. I don't care what anyone says. It's not the law that you have to be with family at Christmas. If you hate it, don't go. My dad texts my brother um, this, you're, which you're going to like this, but also, and I, I'm, I'm worried that you're going to like my dad after this no, message, right. but it's read, read the message. Oh, good dog. We have had a stray dropped at home until his owner can be located. His microchip has no information on it, according to the vet. A neighbour found him, but he already has two dogs. We don't know his name, but he is lovely. And then my brother wrote back to that. He wrote, he looks as uncomfortable as I feel inside your house. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel inside my mum's and, house. And, and the dog's looking like really like un- right? just like timid and uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. Remember I've said this to you before. That's how I feel inside my mum's house. But, Poor mum. She, I don't know how she can feel. Like, remember mum and Evan, the fucking ancient dog, and Shardy. Sh- that's how Shardy looks so nervous. Remember I told you because she's just shouted at by Ray Hadley every day. So Shardy is really nervous because um, Shardy probably thinks Muslims are coming to kill her in a minute. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's yeah. I get it. I'm with your brother and that dog. Yeah. Well, it's just funny because like anyone else on, on the outside, you'd look at the message and you'd be like, "What a good what a guy, guy this person is, right?" <laughs> but but their sons are like, "Yeah, fucking, we're not re- we're reading from that bullshit." Your like, fucking brother is so funny. I love that you called him out. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like, fuck. I wish someone would come and pick me up. <laughs> yeah. Even the council. I don't care who it is. 
Because we don't have any sales girls. Oh, mate, we're not Husey. <laughs> we're not bloody Husey, mate. There are no lies on this podcast. All right, uh, this is secret number one. I just listened to your episode about the girl who had sex with her boyfriend's big toe in the shower. <laughs> no. And it reminded me of a time when I wanked off my partner with my big toe. <gasps> we heard about a friend of ours who used to get a hooker and all he wanted her to do was masturbate him with their toes. Gosh. And I've got quite long toes and thought we'd give it a try. Okay. It worked. Oh, yeah, I've got friends with long toes. Okay, I must ask them. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't have the toes. I don't have the length. Mm. And and I don't I don't think, I don't feel like, I mean, you look at my toes now. I don't feel like I've got the width, like the, the space in between. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a tightly packed toe package you've got there. I do. I've got a tight package. <laughs> um, I think it's very specialised, isn't it? Is um, that how you want your toes to be known? Yeah, well, I mean, it is, just is what it is. I mean, it's you, tight toe package. Yeah, you shouldn't. You don't want false advertising when you're describing your toes in this day and no, age. But I have described your feet before on this podcast. Yeah. You I said, think... I, I'll never forget what you said because you said you <laughs> were quite surprised. And how well kept they were. Yeah, well, no, I just... That's what you said, mate. Yeah, they were... And that's fine. Because they've just been done. They've just... Look, they've always just been done. Look again. What do you mean they've always just been done? How often do you go to the... Every two weeks. Yeah, great. So how often do you go... Every two weeks. Every two weeks. So you're just updating. God, yeah. women waste a lot of money. Oh, fuck off. That is not the answer. That's not, no. That's a waste of money. No, women take good care of themselves is Fucking, what you should say. No, how often are people seeing your toes? In summertime, I get often. it, in a pair of thongs. Mate, are you joking? Do you want to be, okay, I'm going to go there. Do you want to hook up with somebody and be scratched by their heel? It's happened. Oh, and, yuck. And, but No. I'm understanding. Oh, it's a foot. You are it's bullshit. A foot. You are. It's been out no, there on the streets. That's exactly the kind of thing that puts a man off. That he goes. No, it doesn't. She no, I liked her, and then I felt someone scratch my leg, and I realised it was her heel. It wasn't even her toenail. Oh. It was her heel. Now I'm not up for like missing toes and all that oh, kind of gear. Fuck off! I don't have missing toes. But I'm, point a, a, is a scratchy heel. A scratchy heel is disgusting. not a problem. It's not a problem. And apologies to anyone who's got scratchy heels at the moment. But you know what I mean. <laughs> they sneak up on you, and suddenly you look and you realise you've got a crater in your heel, and you're like. Like, oh no! How do they get rid of when that? When you're do single, they buff, are they buffing your feet, mate? They use cheese graters virtually. Oh, fuck! You see, this is what you go. I don't mind. I don't mind. Oh god, women waste so much money. This is a shit you people don't even understand is happening. No, yeah, cheese graters on right? feet. Fucking so what the hell? Fuck yourself. Because yeah. this is what we are doing, and this is what needs to be done. <laughs> and you all think, oh, I just like a natural woman. You fucking don't. Cheese graters, just don't even bother. Scratch, oh, scratch God, me, mate. You don't scratch get me. It. I don't care. Oh, bullshit. You don't like care. I said, if you're missing a toe, I'm probably going to think about it. But no. if you're just scratching me, Up it's key. not an this issue. This is basic maintenance. How much? None of your business, mate. What do you mean it's none we of my business? Married. I'm trying to. No, we ain't married. No, no, I'm none not. None of asking, your business. No, I'm not, we no, ain't married. I'm none of your business. I'm trying to work out here where that could be better spent. Oh, <laughs> none of your business. You don't need to work out shit. Because we are not married. Yeah. Next. Next we're secret. Not. No, we're not. Okay, all right. Well, how do you, how do you how do you Under none of your business because we are not married. <laughs> Jesus this is not Christ. a marriage conversation. No, it is not. This is the real conversation about the fact that... Good luck. You're fucked. Okay. Next one. Uh, this is secret number two. Hey, Michelle and Bagsy. Uh, first, let me just say Bagsy. I love the podcast. Um, my secret is I've recently just come back from the Middle East. I was came through Jordan. And I was just about to travel for 24 hours on a plane and then go through Doha. And I suddenly had to go to the toilet. But the toilet 
near my airplane lounge was uh, closed for cleaning. So they said that there was another one just down the hall. So I went down there and it was a construction site. So I kept walking and I kept walking and I found one, but it was a squat toilet and I couldn't go. And it just, everything just went straight back up inside. (laughs) So I went back to the airport uh, gate and then I, uh, and on the way back, I noticed that the toilet was open again. So I sat down for five minutes, and then all of a sudden again, I had to go again. Urgently had to go. I went back, and there was a little Arabic lady there screaming at me, saying I couldn't go into the toilet because it was closed again. So she waved down the hallway. So I went, I thought, well, there must be another one close by. And I swear to God, it was a kilometre away. This was a huge international airport. It was so far away. And I'm thinking, yes, I can make it, I can make it. And, of course, I got probably within 50 metres of it, and I couldn't make it. It went. All through my clothes, all through my, oh my God, it was everywhere. So I found a cubicle, tried to clean myself up, and it, I took my pants off. I was washing them in the toilet, and then I, I clogged the toilet. Oh, my God. Now, we've run out of tape. <laughs> we sure have. We've run out of a lot of things. <laughs> we've run out of tape on that recording, but the good thing is our secret teller has come back. Oh, great. To Part two. Part two of number two. <laughs> Hi, it's me again. Yeah. This is part two. So I plugged the toilet <gasps> and I cleaned myself up as much as I could. <gasps> and um, there was somebody wanting to come in. So oh, the toilet was blocked. I said, you can't come in here. And I thought, I can't wash my pants in the toilet because it was clogged. So I went out to the sink and I cleaned them there. So I'm standing there washing my pants in just a T-shirt. I don't wear underwear. <gasps> so I'm standing there in a Middle Eastern bloody toilet and so i washed them and tried to dry them with the dryer thing it wouldn't work so i messaged my partner i said quickly hurry up meet me i've got to go and buy a pair of pants so i went and bought a pair of pants the only pants that i could buy was from a designer shop that cost me after i bought them i looked and they cost me 580 australian dollars and then when i went back to the gate i noticed that my sandals and my foot were completely covered in feces. So I went back to that same toilet and she wouldn't let me in still. So I thought, I've got to get on the plane. And they were calling different areas of the plane. And the flight attendant says, you can't get on yet. And I said, I have to go to the toilet. And she said, no, no, no. And I said, I said, I'm covered in feces. And I just shoved my foot on her. And she screamed and I ran onto the plane. And as I walked down the gangway, I could hear all the flight attendants laughing and giggling. And so, never mind, I had to buy a $580 pair of pants to fly home from the Middle East. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-parter, first it's of all. It's a two-parter. It's a... It's our first two-parter. Oh, God. Two-parter about a number two in Doha. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know I know Doha Airport. It's a, a fancy one. It's stunning. Isn't it? When I went through Doha, I was flying business. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the business lounge, I mean, it's stunning. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like when you walk in there and you walk straight from the plane, um, you walk off the gangplank and you walk into a, oh, I don't even know how to describe it, an entry hall that's three stories high. Mm. And directly across from the entrance is the toilet. Yeah. So, so you wouldn't have had this issue. Oh, I could have shat myself like... <laughs> hundred times over. <laughs> they would have bowed and said, can we get you some pants? Wow. And I would, I mean. Thousand dollar pants, actually. Well, they would have just had jammies. Okay, right. They would have had so many jammies. Totally. When you fly business, you get jammies. Yeah. This guy's frantically going this around the airport. is a false economy. What's happened here is you've paid for economy 
seats mm. and then had to buy $500 pants. Yes. I mean, if you just upgraded yourself. Uh, no, because an upgrade to business class is like what? Eight grand? Is it? No. Is it? No. Mate, flying to... But where, what, where did you go? I. This is when I went to South Sudan, actually. Through Doha. I went through Doha to Ethiopia to Addis Ababa. Okay, so what a What that, a trip. That's at least a 16... To no, it's hour yeah, yeah. It's, I can't trip. remember how many hours, but that's an eight grand flight you're talking about there. Well, I didn't shit myself, mate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm saying, what price not shitting yourself? Jesus Christ, this is a nightmare. And also, Who? here's my question: You've shat yourself and your sandals and your sandals. That's quite an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's an accident. One time, Dali, my beautiful daughter, and she was like six months old. And I'll never forget, you know, I used to finish my shift on the radio. I'd ring home. I'd go, how are the babies? And Adrian, her dad, said, well, put it this way. Dali did a shit <laughs> and I had to get the mop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was quite a number two. And it's oh, along the lines, and she was wearing a nappy, so it's along the lines of this person's totally. issue. But what I don't understand is I just got a little bit lost. Okay, you shake yourself. Um, you're in the bathroom. You've lost somehow lost your dad's in the toilet. Yeah. Or, oh, no, hang on. And then you're, you're back out at the basins and you're saying, oh, and I'm not, and I don't wear underwear. Then you've gone out to the shops to buy. What were you wearing? What were you wearing when you went to the shops <laughs> yes, to buy right the $500 designer pants? Totally. What a yarn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a yarn. A friend of mine, whom I, again, won't name, um, he went with, <laughs> for whatever reason, it's what comedians do, one night we're sharing stories about shitting ourselves. I have never shat myself. He was telling me the funniest story. He was in Singapore, he and his partner, and they went to, to a temple and you have to wear long pants at mm. the temple. Yep. And so and it's very hot there, so most tourists are not wearing long pants. And so at the gate they have long pants you can borrow just to go inside the temple. Unfortunately, just prior to going to the temple, they had gone to McDonald's and he said, I want to try something local. So he had chosen a McSamurai pork burger. <laughs> it wasn't until he was well and truly inside in the temple yeah. that he realised that was a bad decision. It was a poor order, <laughs> the McSamurai pork burger. And I'll never forget as long as I live the name of that McSamurai pork burger. <laughs> and <laughs> He, he shat himself yeah. in the borrowed pants Ooh. and he chose to just roll them up and hand them back to the lady at the gate. Uh, who does that? Who <laughs> My does friend. That? Sorry, that's, that, that part of the story is a bit random. <laughs> Wouldn't you throw well, them in the bin, not hand them to a well, lady? Well, because he had to hand them back to the lady to get his pants, his shorts back. The shitty pants. Yes, he just wanted his shorts back to go home. Wouldn't you explain? Look, don't touch these No, he was ashamed. Lady. He was ashamed. He was just like, ah, oh, they're my billabong board shorts over there. <laughs> <laughs> and here's your pants, madam. Wow. Yeah, he just wanted to go. All right, how do you file our longest secret sharer so far? Shitting yourself in Doha. Perfectly understandable. Yeah. All <laughs> Gotta right. Gotta be. Uh, this is our final secret. Okay. I'm not sure if this is the kind of secret you guys are looking for. Um, but anyway, I'll tell you this anyway. It's kind of funny and shameful. <laughs> um, I have a friend who has a 
creepy, creepy house. Really creepy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe in all that stuff until I've experienced a few things in this house. Um, one day, quite a while ago now, I was taking care of her daughter, who has additional needs, some quite severe developmental delays. I was taking care of her. She was upstairs in the house watching TV. I was just downstairs in the kitchen, and I heard this thing come through the house. I was terrified, and I flew out the front door. And I left her daughter in the house with this thing. I don't know what I was thinking. I was so scared. Um, so, yeah, I, of course, eventually went back in and she was fine inside. But, oh, my God, um, my friend does know about this and we laugh about it. But if anybody asks about the house, which she often does get asked about the house, that's one part of the story I tend to try to skip over because it's just oh my god it's shameful i can't believe i did that that's hilarious it's like that great episode of seinfeld i can't remember what happened but when george threw all the children on the ground and ran out have you ever had a moment like that with the kids where you've actually gone and (laughs) and rescued yourself first before the kids threw them to the ground and run over them no i haven't no i think when it's your kid I think it is programmed inside of you. But I'm going to say, look, this is perfectly understandable, really, because it's not, you know, I think when you have a child, it is a biological, yeah, it's a biological imperative. Yeah. But if I was in your house babysitting yes. your kids, yeah. right, and then something happened, I feel like I'd just be out of there. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah, probably. I, I'm sorry to be so honest with you here, but yeah. like, so don't ever ask me to babysit them. I think them, your instincts do look after yourself. work differently. Yeah, you're like, yeah. see you kids, I'm out of here, there's a ghost. I think so. And I think my instincts um, <laughs> work the same way over Edie, my niece. I think there's a biological thing, yep. but I think... Thing, or maybe once you become a parent, you think I, I don't know. I think it is different. I don't blame people who, <laughs> who aren't used to taking care of kids. If you're not used to taking care of kids, and something happens that you just get up and run, <laughs> <laughs> and like then that, realize when you're outside, that's fuck. pretty funny. Yeah. It's like that reflex when you're driving, and that reflex that you get to put your throw your hand yeah. out in front of a kid in the mm. passenger seat. You mm. know, and like my mum still does it. If she, not that I ever let her drive, but. Mm. Um, very rarely, if she, like she's in the passenger seat and she reckons I brake too harshly, she throws her hand out over me, which yep. is cute, like which she's mm. always done since I was sitting in her passenger seat. I think it's okay, babe. I think it's perfectly understandable. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have kids. I think mm. so. I'm interested to know more about the house. It's so funny because I was just thinking today, Bags, about mm. I must have been reading an article and I was thinking about these um, people who are big fans of the true crime podcast that we do and they always come to the live shows and you haven't met them yet, Matthew, but you will, who are ghost hunters. Like that's oh, their yes. profession. Yeah. And they're always saying to us, oh, you sh- you've got to come. And we're, we're always like planning to, to go with them on some of their ghost hunting expeditions. But then COVID came and all that. And I was thinking we should definitely go with them on a, a ghost hunting thing. They like stay overnight in Ararat prison. Would love that. All right. Well, yeah, I- that would be great. I will. I will talk to them. And if you're listening, guys, please get in touch with me and, and remind me. And so we record me know. an episode. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. I don't. See, I'm saying that now, but I know that when we're there, yeah. I will be hating every minute of right. it. Right. Like I, I, I'm all tough now. Yeah. But then put me in a scenario where there's a little spook over in the corner <laughs> or, like, you know, the, the chains start moving or whatever. I'm, I'm not good there. I know. Well, these guys have about, done how about it you? I you, love it. I love, love it so being much. love spooked. I love it. I love it. When I was in Edinburgh, I went on lots of ghost tours and they'd mm. go, oh, God, you know, that corner is this 
haunting us corner and I'd go and wedge myself in the corner and like nothing happened. I was like, ah. So, but that was always big tours. Then so I, they were always like, no, we'll take you. It'll be just us. It'll be a oh, small group and we'll stay overnight in Geelong Jail. Or You like, just don't want someone there that's telling you stories because they're the people oh, they're that fuck tell you up. Because you can just stories. be in a room that's dark and you're like, oh, it's all good. But then you'll have some like uh, clairvoyant there that's like, I love that. I can see the bath is full of blood. Ooh. And you're like, why is it full of blood? Oh, no, I don't know about that. But, but, but these guys, <laughs> this is what they do. And yeah, I think we should do that. That'd be super fun, right? Yeah. Why not? Lock it in, mate. Lock it in, Eddie. Yeah. All Let's right. do that. Uh, that is it for today's episode. Of course, if you want to share a secret with Michelle, yes. all you have to do is go to the link in the bio or go to Michelle's Instagram page. And like we mentioned, we are running a little light. So if you have a secret, you're holding on to it, please share it with us. And we will see you next Thursday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.